Hey everybody, welcome back to Hotline Monday. This is Hotline Monday episode, I don't know, something. It's the 27th of June, 2016. I'm Scott, and that's Justin. Hello, Justin. Well, hello, Scott. Listen. Award-winning yeah. podcaster, two times 2016, Justin Robert Young, everybody. I two podcast awards uh, last night. You know, listen, there was a lot of uh, blood, explosions, drama, uh, uh, self-pity to the point of self-harm. But enough about the podcast awards. Let's talk about Game of Thrones. That was good. Routines. Now, here's the deal. Normally, we'll talk about something that's not spoilerific or spoiler specific. Yeah. Today, it's Game of Thrones, top to bottom, beginning to end. Not only yesterday's episode, but this season, now that it's over, mm-hmm. where it stands in the pantheon of previous seasons, and perhaps where it stands among other television shows. Oh, no, 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 no. Scott? Yeah. We're not talking about where it stands uh, among seasons. We're not talking about where it stands amongst television shows. <laughs> Here's what I throw down at your feet, nerds. All right. Is this the... No, here. No, I'm going to restate it. True or false? Game of Thrones is the greatest fantasy story ever told. Whoa. True or false? Ooh. Give us your calls. Oh, okay. Well, to do that, you got to call us 801-895-4724. We actually have a caller. We may start early here. And so just so you know, everybody, spoilers from here on spoilers, out. Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Buy stickers at stickers or DIAF. Right. Uh, and, and that's all I have. Frogpants.com. Go there. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Jeremy from Iowa. Hello, Jeremy from Iowa. Corn, the corn heaven? state. No, it's Jeremy from Iowa. <laughs> What's going on, man? Tell us your uh, tell us your life. No, just tell us what you think of Game of Thrones, or tell us whatever you want. It's your it's your you have the floor. I'm driving. <laughs> That's what are good. you seeing? Yeah, what are you uh, seeing? I spy with my little eye cows. Huge expanse of space with no, nothing on it. No cows. What? No, Game of Thrones is awesome. What? It was great. Yeah. I liked. Uh, I was wondering what Jamie was thinking when he's looking at Cersei getting crowned. Like, what what is he thinking? at that spot. Hey, you oh. want to know what he's thinking? Let's talk about what he's, he's thinking. You know, uh, he's thinking, man, you want to know what's crazy? Remember that time back in the day when there was a crazy ruler who was uh, uh, going to threaten to blow up a portion, if not all, of <laughs> King's Landing with wildfire? And I was so horrified by that that I stabbed that dude right in the back. Ah, oh, man, I remember that. That was crazy. Oh, wait. My sister slash uh, uh, lifelong love just literally did a selective version of the exact same thing and shows so little remorse that you have no doubt that if somebody threatened to take power from her, that she would not leave King's Landing as a, a, a big, gigantic heap of ashes. It's also That's the thing that greeted thinking, him. That's which also, is, it's also what greeted him when he got there. He comes over the hill, over the rise with what's his uh, sellsword, and boom, there's a big, flattened out, destroyed thing. You know, as soon as he sees Cersei on the thing, he's like, oh, shit. Dude, that's a really long way to say it was the weirdest boner ever. (laughs) You're on the air. Who's this? This is D.A.E.V. Hey, man, what's going on? How are you doing? So Game of Thrones is the best fancy television ever made. However, Orange is the New Black, the the latest season has been the best season of television ever put on television whoa that's some high praise wow right holy moly man i didn't know that we were that you just dropped the wildfire of hot takes <laughs> it, 
totally did. I haven't seen the new season, but I've, I I feel I've like I feel show. like uh, 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 whatever the 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 the, the black sheep uh, carved into his head Lannister in the <laughs> in the catacombs, just trying to blow out the <laughs> tiny uh, tea candle before uh, everything goes out. All right, uh, so uh, true. Uh, where did you drop out, or did you watch Orange Is the New Black? I uh, watched up through season two, and I'm just not cut up. And this is what four that's now out. Yeah, I watched up through season two. I thought season two kind of really fell off for me. Uh, yeah. Ashley watched season three. I've heard better things about season four, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I can appreciate where you're coming from, but again, we're not talking about TV. No, although I will say, I will say, story. Pen Pensatucky is pretty great. I like her a lot, but forget about all that. Let's talk about fantasy. And he said on TV, is that your criteria? No, okay. I, I mean, listen, hey, uh, Lord of the Rings, come at me, bro. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, Discworld. You want some? Come get some. <laughs> all right. So you're saying anything to ever be filmed and shown to people would be a TV or film. Or books. Or book. Or books. Books. Oh, no, no. Man, you think I'm scared of books? Oh, man. Huh? That's a hard one, though. There's so many fantasy books. I'm saying your favorites suck compared to Game of Thrones. Give us a call. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, what if your favorite is Game of Thrones? What if that's the case? Oh, you. I will go hard on that. <laughs> Number one, this show is better than the books. Full stop. I'm not even going to uh, don't at me on that. All right. I haven't at you on that, but it's only about season six, and I'll get to that in a second. But first, this caller. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Dominic in Irvine. Hey, man. What's going on in Irvine? Irvine, California. You guys have, like, bad fires out that way. Oh, really? Yeah. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, Irvine. stop, drop, and roll. It'll be fine. What's your hot green fire take on Game of Thrones right now? Well, I was going to say that uh, my favorite fantasy series is probably the dark tower oh, i know yeah. you'll defend me on that scott <laughs> i will dude see here's the problem though so we may have to justin we may have to whittle down the category because i would say yeah, if so you're talking about just like pure hard fantasy swords yeah. sorcery and the like then that's a different question because i will probably side with with um uh, with dark uh, with the, with the uh, dark tower series i love and that you're wrong book. and it's fine there's nothing Listen, you're already a scandalous fraud. You can also be wrong about this. It's, uh, we all have to carry our crosses in life. It's fine. No. You're wrong about that. Here's what I want to say about Game of Thrones last night. Not ever has a show uh, or any kind of storytelling like this is, and this is obviously short track compared to a book, right? I understand the differences in mediums, and obviously for comedic effects, we're going to be comparing apples and oranges. Right. But is there any point during this show where you thought now with two shortened seasons left to, uh, left to go, both of which have likely gigantic endpoints, with one being the battle for King's Landing, the other being the battle against the Night King. You already have your big your big matches set up, right? Yeah. Uh, that we would with this kind of cast that has done nothing but expand, 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 expand. Now at this late stage, have such a coherent idea of who the players are, what they're going to do, and now their possibilities are more interesting than they would be before. Normally with these kind of stories, including in the books, the, the, the characters lose heat because they just get so far away from the sun. Not in this. They have had discipline. They have brought things to uh, explosive, gigantic uh, uh, conclusions, literally in this case. Yeah. Uh, I am so in love with this. Yeah, it's super good. So, uh, by the way, quick tip to the audience. When you call in and you don't have a ton of background noise on your phone, I keep you on longer. So Irvine's still with us. 
Uh, Irvine, I got a oh. I got a question for Irvine. You ready for this? Yeah. If yeah. if do you if okay, let's say that those Dark Tower movies or movie or whatever they're gonna do is super successful and totally awesome. Uh, actually, I guess what I'm asking you is, what do you think their chances are? Because I'm real worried about it. I know this has nothing to do with Game of yeah. Thrones, but I really want to know what you think if you're a fan. I don't know. I think as you you've talked about before, I think it being a series would work better. Yeah. As an, instead of a movie. Yeah, well, you know what it but does. In fact, of Game of Thrones makes you want. That's the thing about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones makes me go, "Oh, this can be done with really complex stories that you don't have to go all chintzy on and get two hours worth of. You could go forever for seven seasons with Dark Tower deserves that kind of love." All right, I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, all right, Justin, let's talk about the people who died in the first explosion. Can we just talk about that? These are people who died, died. This, These are people who died. <laughs> I was surprised by this. Um, I shouldn't have been, but I didn't expect High Sparrow, all of the uh, Tyrells, um, including Marjorie. And I'll tell you what, if he drops out this week, Bernie Sanders and the High Sparrow going out in the same <laughs> week makes you think, IMO. <laughs> and he didn't just go out. He, like... Burned from the foot up and like those oh, horrible dude. bursts he, of whatever. He, uh, he, he went uh, Johnny Storm, flame on. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello, guys. This is Andreas, the Greek from London. How are you? Hey, man. Always good to hear from you. What's up, homie? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm with Justin on this one. I absolutely loved it, especially this season. It was fantastic. Um, one thing I want to say is this, uh, this episode, you know, the, uh, the last episode, especially the, the first scene, it really reminded me, I thought it was analogous with um, The Walking Dead, when they're coming out, you know, in Alexandria, and everybody's in the house, and they're coming out all together, and the zombies are arriving, and the little boy starts speaking, and, you know, they're burning the zombies, and they go into the uh, little lake, whatever it is. I thought the direction was very similar to that, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I agree. That's funny. That's funny you say that. I'd, I'd forgotten about that, but you're right. There's tonally and musically, like, it's very similar, that whole... That it whole was, opener. I mean, yeah. they they were really good this time around with this particular episode where they said, uh, hey, y'all just saw some rad stuff the last couple of weeks and hold on because now we're going to do even the raddest stuff and it's going to be crazy. And then having it just feel pensive. And I checked my uh, I, I watched this whole thing on my iPad Pro at night and I kept checking it for how much time was left because I didn't want it to end and I knew it was longer than normal. So I got all OCD about seeing a crescendo moment and not wanting that to be it i mean I, I knew that we were going to get a prince that was promised reveal so that was like everything that was happening i'm just like oh my god is this the end is this the end no we haven't gotten that we haven't gotten that we haven't gotten that yeah i was so excited it was so good also i have notes so i just called it the best fantasy series of all time it is not without its flaws let me let me nitpick can i pick some nits here Nip, for you pick Scott? some nits go ahead when are we gonna see Varys's speedboat, his cigarette boat? Because <laughs> that dude got on one of those drug running cigarette boats and just like bam, yeah, busted he, ass he on was over to really North, fast. and then bam, busted ass right on back to Marine. Yeah. Come on, man, that's like a six month journey. Yeah, there's some like teleportation something going. I don't know what's going on, but he they didn't explain that. They didn't even hint at maybe that there might be some magic tomfoolery going on. So no, I had to push that, that out. Just, that I had to just, push I mean, it out. I think the, the the issue is that in where they needed everything, with everything so con, uh, everything so condensed, right? Yeah. It, it's just one of those things that they need Varys with them as they make their trip. Initially, I thought 
that what we were seeing was not their fleet leaving uh, from Marine, yeah. but rather their fleet leaving from Dorne or uh, Highgarden. Mm. Wait, whose fleet? Not Daenerys' fleet. Yeah. Oh. That, and, and that the idea would be that they were meeting Varys already in Dorne, because that was where we saw him last. Oh, right? that could be. No, but then I think I think what is true because no, I, uh, in the in the after the uh, the 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 not after the Thrones the show but the little featurette they have, yeah. um, it was the Martell and Tyrell ships going to Marine, and then coming back, which is kind of a dick move by Daenerys, <laughs> right? That's like when your friend is like, "Oh, come pick me up," even though he lives in the opposite direction of where you're both gonna go to dinner. Like, no, man, just get an Uber there. Come on. Why are you going to make me waste the gas? I love it. It's a cigarette boat. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, hey, team. It's Skills Cat in the chat. How's hey, it going? Hey, man. Real What's good. Up, What's up? Hey, uh, I'm calling from lovely, sunny upstate New York, and I've got one fantasy story that beats Game of Thrones hands down. Whoa. Okay, number right. one, where in upstate? Well, I'm currently in Buffalo. Uh, but I currently live in Syracuse, but I'm visiting family in Buffalo. You're visiting, okay, good, because uh, that's technically Western New York, so I'm already I'm questioning you. So go ahead. Uh, uh, what, what's okay, great. Game of Thrones. As as well, you should. So it was a book I read when I was a kid, and I uh, younger younger man in my younger days, and I can't remember the name of it, but I do remember the storyline. There was this awesome wizard named G three G three, and he put together an army to defeat. The um, the podcasty and awardians and and it was just awesome, <laughs> unbelievable fantasy. Uh, it was some great. roast beef on Wick. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Who's this? Hi, it's Gun Jerry. This is Rob from Oklahoma City. Hey, Rob, what's, what's up, up, man? Okay, see. So uh, I've not been able to uh, listen to the show, but I saw a tweet saying you're talking about Game of Thrones. So I don't know what you've talked about so far, but. The point that I wanted to call in about and talk about is that while I've not read the books and so the seasons have always been a surprise for me, the one thing that really caught me about last night's episode is that this was the first time that I ever had true WTF moments where like things caught me by surprise in the episodes in the past, but last night just I would I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Him walk, walking out of the room and coming back, that was a that was a hell of a thing. Well, really, I mean, yeah. uh by the way, did uh, uh this episode directed by the same one that did the last episode. And right. this is something that I'll lift from the After the Throne show, which I very much highly recommend on HBO Go or now if you have one of those, uh is mm -hmm. uh the the fact that that director got to direct Braveheart one week and then The Godfather the next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, these are these are so different visually uh, uh, styled movies, but so much of especially all the King's Landing stuff was, uh, you know, very evocative, specifically of The Godfather, if not 70s filmmaking in general. But that idea of leaving that tension filled shot of the open window and us not knowing because he takes off the crown. Right. And you don't know whether or not in a huff he's going to come back and throw it out the window or something. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Crown stays in the in the in the, in the room. Yeah. It's uh it's it's Tommen who uh hey listen haven't we all been there when you have your first big disappointment as you're going through puberty right it just feels like the world's crashing around you sure. turns out for him it actually was it was um yeah he he's I I have real feelings about his whole arc 
in I have very sad feelings about it. I'm, I think it's masterfully done, incredibly well integrated into the show. It makes perfect sense to me on every level. But man, I feel bad for that kid. Tommen? Yeah. He is the son of a incestuous joining he's not aware of. He's put into the place of being king at a time when he is just a kid. His brother was a complete dick rod. And he's got to try to figure out how to make all this work. He's at odds with his mother now. Uh, thinks he's doing the right thing. And all this gets destroyed and he's the only one left. It's him and it's his mom. In fact, he doesn't even know it's, his mom's not there. He thinks his mom's there, which adds well, a little wrinkle to it. You know, uh, uh, Tyrion says to Daenerys as they're having their kind of heart-to-heart moment when she shuffles off her F-buddy uh, that they're in the great game and the great game is terrifying. And, and, and Tommen is kind of uh, a character that's a proxy for a lot of things. In many ways, he's sort of this like, innocent little barometer that kind of shows you how wild power goes. Because remember, there is a moment as we all weep for for, uh, uh, High Sparrow Bernie Sanders, um, (laughs) like when you realize that this is about power for the High Sparrow. Sure. When he is making big houses kneel before him. Yep. uh, In the guise of the mother only asks you to kneel. Yeah. Uh, so we understand that he is being tugged uh, back and forth. We uh, And because he is so guileless, we see him kind of uh, uh, swing wildly because of it. Yeah. Uh, but also, he is really thematically the final bit of penance for Jamie. Jamie's original sin, aside, of course, from sleeping with his sister and falling in love with her, uh, is that, which, by the way, this world caches a bit more of a, a, a an easygoing glance to, considering, sure. like, the Targaryens wed brother to sister, and, and they're kind of revered for it. Yeah. Um, they, uh, his original sin is pushing uh, Bran out the window. Yeah, and not just Bran, as it turns out, a foretold three-eyed raven successor out of the window. Sure, which we but didn't now know. Bran survived, right? Yeah. His son didn't. And, and so now, thematically, I mean, Jamie's never going to be a pure good guy, right? Mm-hmm. But for this inverted Prince Charming archetype, now he is about as into the right as he is going to get. Right? He is, yeah, he's had his penance. He's, he's had to sacrifice everything. He doesn't know that Tommen's dead yet, by the way. So he doesn't know any of this until next season. Well, I don't know. I mean, we, we apparently just like passed... 12 months uh, between when uh, Varys was, uh, you know, <laughs> crashing in the girls' club uh, at Dorne, and then all of a sudden he's back at Marine, right? It's, so It's a good point. They messed with time. No, a little bit I, I, I assume, you know, Jamie had time to take his one hand and eat a ham sandwich uh, for someone to lead in and be like, your son's dead. <laughs> uh, we got a caller on the line. Who's this? This is Don from Atlanta. Hey, man. Hot Atlanta. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Hot Atlanta. Yeah. Maybe you guys should combine that and make a nickname. Yeah, Hot Atlanta. There yeah. you go. I like it. I'll think about it. Uh, what's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, well, it seems like all the characters are, uh, you can tell they're leading towards a couple of things, either like the King's Landing battle, Westeros, and then the, the uh, White Walkers. But the one wild card, I don't know where she fits in on all of this, and the end game is Arya. What's your... Uh, Oh Good yeah, she's going. All right, so let's talk about her okay. for a second. So she shows up in this thing and uh, does away. With, what a great scene that was! But she does away not only with uh, old grandpa. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Walder Frey. Walder Frey. But before doing that, cuts up his sons and puts them into a pie that he's eaten. 
Yeah, she goes full Cartman, right? Yep. Big time. Oh, yeah, that episode of freaking South Park. I forgot about that. So, yeah, she bakes his sons into these pies. He eats some of it, is re- is repelled by it. She pulls the face off because now she knows the trick of, you know, ripping people's faces off yeah, and wearing them. she has them. finally learned the John Travolta, Nicolas Cage art <laughs> of uh, taking your face. Exactly. Off. So she slices this dude's throat, which was a great piece of, uh, okay, finally a Stark, un, not undid, but a Stark got vengeance for this horrible wet red wedding that we've sure. been sitting around on our thumbs on forever. So that was all great and everything. But she is clearly in this mode of grinning assassin. Uh, and, and, I'm, and here's where I'm worried. Season two, I guess it was, Red Lady talks to her. Yeah. And says you got something in you. There's something evil in there. There's like eyes that can look from, or however she, I don't remember the words, but basically she's like, you know, foretelling that Arya is big trouble. Yeah. And we'll see her again. I don't know what that means, but I'm a little worried about what that means. Oh, I that means. I don't want her to be terrible. As all buckle up. Cause we are getting uh, a villain Arya. Oh man. That's going to happen. I mean, I mean, not in the way that anybody's a villain in this, right? So either they're cartoonish. I mean, look at how much Ramsey and Walder Frey had to do constantly to have us call them a villain, yeah. right? Yeah. Look how much. I mean, Cersei, who at times, especially when she's being humanized by her children, is such a complex and amazing, fun character. This time she goes full. She puts on her Zod from Superman 2 dress and, uh, you know, uh, gives a super villain, like a Bond villain monologue to the shame nun. Yep. Like, yep. you know, and then walks out. She has, you know, if she had a mustache, it would be twisted so tight it would stand right out. Uh, but Arya is somebody that you don't quite know. She doesn't quite know how different the world is from when she made that list. Yeah, she's gone. Right? She's not there now. So the question is, let's say, and it was foreshadowed a bit, that there is a, a, a coming schism between newly crowned King in the North, yeah. Jon Snow, yeah. and uh, his sister Sansa. I don't Who's care. I, I is Arya? Yeah. By the way, the who uh, didn't or what? The, what's the girl? The Mormont girl. <laughs> She's so Deanna bad. Mormon, yeah. She's such a badass. Anyway, keep going. Didn't mean her. Oh, God, yeah. And she was great. Yeah. She really, uh, uh, I feel like she was just like built in a lab, especially for that, like that Northern England mm-hmm. kind of like acting style oh, yeah. where it's just like, it's just, you know, like the fight, like the punctuations of the sentences just have this like spit kind of quality to it. Yeah. Like and she's just shaming old men three times, four or yeah, five times her like, age. Uh, it's great. You've served the stocks for years. But when they had your need, you refused the call. <laughs> yeah, the refuse the call ah, thing. Ah. <laughs> I love it. She was great. She, she was, was really amazing. Great. Which is something you so rarely say with child actors. Normally, it's just like, oh, yay, okay, you did a good job. Yeah, Please it's like you, you had to have a kid. We get it. Uh, hold your thought. There's someone on the line. Hi, who's this? Hey, guys, live quite literally from the streets of Brooklyn at B&I. Wow, you're out on the streets. Be careful, man. Okay. You might get a you might hey, get a you might get a fancy coffee or a or a gourmet cu- cupcake if you're not careful. Anyway. Oh God, please. <laughs> uh, so uh, to your early uh, to your earlier question, uh, at this point, at this particular point in time, I would say yes, Game of Thrones is the best fantasy series that has ever ever. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, especially with this uh, with this season, that's a message home for me because I mean, this is the first year they've really been able to cut loose and 
distance themselves a little bit from the uh, from the source material, and it's still good. That yeah. was a major key factor into whether or not I continue loving the series. Major key, yeah, major oh, yeah. key, not a minor key. Here's what here's what I'm surprised about, though, that not you or anyone else who's called us so far. Maybe somebody else will, and said straight up, "You guys are crazy." It's game, it's or it's uh, Lord of the Rings, or it's Harry Potter, or it's I can't think of another one. But come, you know, come some, on, bring them on. Some, oh, by the way, someone someone said Wheel of Time, uh, more like a Wheel of uh, not that sorry Wheel of li- Lime. Hi, you're on the like, air. Yeah, lime because your opinion has scurvy. You're uh, on the air. Who's this? Hi there. This is Jordan from Ohio. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Ohio, more Ohio. That's the second Ohio, right? No, wait. Iowa was the other one. Never mind. Forget it. I well, confused. Ohio's the greatest state in the union. So, you know, you got to be well <laughs> Right on, man. All what's, right. uh, what's your take? Right here on the line, sir. What's your what's your thought? All right. We're talking about Game of Thrones, correct? Yeah, we're talking about Game of Thrones. I haven't been able to follow along. It's all good. Yep, you bet. Um, the, the episode last night obviously was like incredible. Um, have you guys talked about the music of the episode? Oh, so good, dude. Here, let the, me just, let me just give you all a taste, just a little taste. Okay. Cause I've been listening to it today. It's real good. Um, uh, here's just some of them. Skip around. That's just a taste. That thing at the beginning with the, uh, the blood, blood from, of my blood thing. Listen yeah. to some of this here. It's so good, dude. So freaking yeah, good. Just, anyway. I, I wanted to weigh it. Like, it was some of the most hauntingly beautiful music. Just the whole thing leading up to, I, I guess people are calling it the Emerald Trial. Mm. Uh, just some of the most beautiful music I've heard in a TV show, movie, whatever, period. Like, and it's right up there at the range of Casper. Like, it, that's just some gorgeous stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I figured you guys would appreciate it. I thought it was awesome. Love the show. I'll hang up on myself. See All you. right. We'll see you, dude. Uh, so, uh, Justin, I got a question for you about that f- trial before I forget. Yeah. There was a brief second. I've always assumed that High Sparrow, regardless of what he was actually doing, felt that this was all his his uh, warrant from the gods. They were telling him what to do and that this he was just doing their work and he's wearing their robes and he's the, the, the guy with no shoes on and he's humbled yeah. to, the, to, a, to the degree that he's a horrible, evil guy. But he doesn't know that. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. And then comes this rumbling and her her saying we've got to get out of here and then all of his monk dudes locking arms and not letting anybody out and there's a moment just a moment before he goes up in flames wait wait was it were they his monk dudes or cersei's people oh i thought they were his monk dudes do i have that I wrong i thought they were dressed in black Ew, could have been now that you say that i don't know because why would his monk dudes want people to stay well because oh i don't know now that you say that i don't know because wouldn't they be free to leave they could just go yeah right? i mean like, but would so does that mean the Cersei people just got killed? They just yeah gave they it up. That their orders were keep people in oh. or keep key people in. Yeah, they probably didn't know about that one little detail <laughs> at the end. But anyway, so aside from all that, he makes. Yeah, his, I mean, people are saying that it's his dudes, but like, what is his motivation? Like, watch me, watch my trial. Yeah. I'm about to do it. You're ruining it, you guys. Stop I, leaving. Yeah, I don't know. I can't figure that out actually. And even if they had, the thing is, they'd all been the way the. I'll the, have to go back and watch it. Somebody tweet us a thing. I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I thought it was Cersei's people holding not everybody, but key people there. I thought it was monks, and it looked like they were wrapped around the joint. So I could be, I could be, but but again, I may have filled in all those blanks. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, here's the thing. 
forget about those guys. There is a moment there when the rumbling starts and the High Sparrow gets a look on his face. Yeah. I don't remember the actor's name, but between him and Seaworthy or Seaworth, those two guys blew my mind this episode with very small moments like that. So his was very small. It was a look of doubt. The first look of doubt that man has ever expressed. Yeah, I mean, there's such oh, strong so acting good. on the show. And, and really what was amazing is that so many of these scenes were evocative of other famous scenes in the series, yeah. right? Yeah. Walter Frey gets his throat slit like Catelyn got her throat slit. Yeah. and um, goes out the window like Bran went out the window. But instead of us seeing him falling, we see him jump, right? They yeah. are kind of like bookends to each other. Yeah. Uh, we see King of the North again. Right. But yep. this time it is in a regal hall and not in an, in, in an encampment. Part of it is thematically them having a memory and wanting to reward longstanding viewers who remember these kinds of things. But another element of it is just how much this show has stepped up its visual game. Oh it my gosh, now yeah. might be one of the, if not the best, one of the best shot shows on television to the point where. You know, it used to be like Breaking Bad was kind of like like the director show, yeah. right? You had like all these really, really good directors that were given a lot more freedom than television normally gives them. Uh, I think it's hard to say that anything that, you know, some of the stuff that we've seen from Game of Thrones is not, I mean, certainly more epic. But, uh, you know, some of the shots in this one and the last one were just like otherworldly. Yeah. That were just, just these amazing, ethereal, evocative uh, shots that, uh, you know, when combined with a lot of the high fantasy elements with dragons and wildfire and everything just kind of make for this this uh, amazing uh, uh rich experience yeah it's like nothing it's like nothing on tv so so far you and i completely agree is there a better has there ever been a better a better fantasy series and, okay now i'm looking for i'm gonna take it one extra step has there ever been a better hbo series oh god yeah, you you might say Sopranos, which I loved. You well, might. but here's what I always do: whenever you get into these kinds of questions, yeah. it's always it, it, to break ties effectively. Yeah, you you do the gymnastics. Yeah, the way that you break up gymnastics routines, right? Right. right. Attempted difficulty divided by execution. I don't think as amazing. I mean, listen, this show's great. It's never been hotter. It's never been more relevant. And all the cast and crew want to be done with it as soon as possible. <laughs> I don't know why. Because it takes forever for them to do it. I don't think that they really have, like, that much of an off or downtime. At least, like, the, the crew and the cast, like, the writers and everything. Like, that is a almost a 12-month-a-year process to do, which is why they wanted to do these shortened seasons, I assume, so they can just do one more big swing and then maybe pop back here and again for reshoots. Sure. Uh, and then there's talk of spinoffs, but that's potentially a whole new everything, new showrunners, new everything. But the point the point of it is, if it, you're absolutely right. We're talking about a production for the last five plus years that has been unprecedented. Nobody else does this. No one else has attempted anything like this. I'm trying to think of a show that's come close. I can't think of one. I mean... Uh None as ambitious, right? That's because what I'm getting. It at. was listen. It was a show that was successful when they didn't have money to show a battle, so they just had Tyrion get knocked out, and then somebody tell them that they won, right? <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. 
Like this, this is the same show. It was successful then. It's more successful now that they can tell these, they can show these grand, amazing visuals. I mean, like think about it this way. Remember in what second season, the Battle of Blackwater. Hashtag butt in the box. Uh, not only is it the wildfire that cripples Stannis's fleet, yeah. but Tyrion builds a gigantic chain in the bay that he raises up that basically creates a bottleneck as the ships start to run into each other. Right. And that is really used to signify that Tyrion is not only a great mind, he is a great military mind, mm -hmm. right? Uh, which hopefully will continue to show up as they now make their way to we uh, Westeros. They didn't, they cut that from the series. They cut the chain. Uh, that never happened. No, that's true. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Waffle Opticus in Austin. Waffle Opticus? That's a cool name. I like that. What's going on, man? What's your take on all this? So you guys are asking if there is a better series, a better fantasy series than Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I would like to say story, that... Story, story, story. Stop. Okay. Story. Story Game of Thrones might have it, but you cannot deny the fact that there has not been a more influential, culturally relevant, and culturally influencing fantasy series than Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has set single-handedly set what we now consider fantasy tropes. All right. Now, I was waiting Elf for this call. This is good. No, I, this is really good. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to agree with this caller in the sense that, well, people call George R.R. R. Martin America's uh, Tolkien. A.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, why do they do that? Well, because it... Because they both bubble hard with the double R, blast <laughs> them rings with the window crack, holler back, money ain't a thing. <laughs> but also, in addition to that, they have these these seminal works that that one came out a long time ago and and influenced tons and tons and tons of derivative work, including perhaps a little bit of Game of Thrones. Oh, a, a lot, a fair amount. I mean, I would say, like, I, I would not. I mean, I would be an idiot to debate the uh, the, the influence of, of Lord of the Rings and the greatness of Lord of the Rings and how amazingly it was adapted into fantastic uh, works of fiction. I, I, I mean, of, of visual fiction with the movies. I love them. I think they're fantastic. But when we use phrases like standing on the shoulders of giants, that means that the people that are standing on the shoulders are higher than the giants, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So it's like, yes, no, Lord of the Rings is great. And uh, and Game of Thrones has the grand benefit of hindsight and time to do these things different. And in my opinion, uh, uh, I'm talking about the, the television series, uh, better. You know, it, yeah. it's more coherent. It's more, uh, you know, people understand it. If you were to ask me, and I have read, I haven't read through, uh, you know, revoke my geek card. I haven't read through all of the Lord of the Rings books. I've watched the movie several times. I've read through enough of the Lord of the Rings books uh, that, you know, I, I, I get the, the, the gist here, right? Right. Uh, but three quarters of the way through with that, go ahead and stop everybody. Pencils down, kids. Go ahead and explain to me all the players in our story and all their motivations. <laughs> Just go ahead. Just go ahead and do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to do it. All right. right. They're going to do it while we take this call from who? Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Gabe. Hey, Gabe. What's going on, Gabe? Gabe, what's Gabe, up, Gabe from me? San hey, Francisco, what, what? right? It's San Francisco. Yeah, Gabe. Uh, Gabe uh, 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 what, what's your real quick review of the new uh, Future Esco mixtape? Uh, great. Really fire. A, A1, 10 out of 10. Wow. You know? 
Wow. All right. There we go. All right. Jeez. Not only not only do we give you uh, 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 mixtape hot takes, we give you fantasy hot takes. <laughs> never say Hotline Monday. Never did nothing for you. What's up, Gabe? Uh, so I kind of wanted my only comment about, I guess, Game of Thrones is that it's one of my favorite shows because I don't think there's a bad episode in the batch of the whole series. And to me, the only show that I can relate to having that same thing is kind of Mad Men, where it's like just really great storytelling, uh, really great uh, cinematography, but on different different styles obviously okay so that's a really good point i'd like to expand on that what about this idea that most shows have a stinker i watched a really bad x-files episode the other day now this this came there's plenty of those there's plenty of those but part of the reason there were those you always had like 12 great ones per season but you had 24 episodes mandatory so you had like 12 great ones five or six pretty okay ones and then the rest were like man we got to fill the season up they don't have that restriction anymore and certainly Game of Thrones doesn't. we got 10 episodes of this thing. And we've had 10 episodes every season they've done it. And we're about to get less for what's coming in the future. Uh, they, Because they don't have to fill those quotas, they can be a lot more tight about things. I would say that there are slow, not as good as other Game of Thrones episodes, but yeah. those standalone versus other TV shows are still really, really, really good. So I mean, to to say that there's not a good episode or there's not a bad episode is is very weird because especially in episodic content, it's almost like a more high stakes version of saying that there's not a bad chapter in a book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially the way that we look at television now. Obviously, TV's just in a different place now than it was back when X Files was first running, right? Right. right. Like th- there is there the the economics of it have changed. Uh, there is now a, a migration of talent. Uh, that wants to work on television that wouldn't have wanted to work on television before. Uh, there's uh, a migration of directors that certainly want to continue to work for companies and networks that continue to let them do what they do. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mad Men and, and Sopranos is a really great example of Mad Men learning a lot of the lessons that Sopranos had to learn from being one of the great first premier with a capital P television series, right? Right. At some point, David Chase just was content, like effectively just sniffing his own farts on television uh, while everybody else was like, oh, great. Oh, oh, a Tony Dream uh, coma episode. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, it's a two parter. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's oh, man, I'm super excited for this show about mob intrigue and power struggles to watch a uh, James Gandolfini do an acting workshop. Yeah. Uh, for for two episodes, man, that's exciting. Uh, Mad Men was a, a, a show that learned a lot from that. Game of Thrones is something that seemingly has learned, uh, you know, is, is writing a very very effective playbook for what to do with your big grand story. Yeah, because now we're not slowing down. We are almost going too fast. Yeah, you could like, some of the cars. Oh, some of the cars slowing down. Whoa, I'm we are myself. Oh, I'm, going oh, hello, hello, oh, oh, hello. Hello, I hear myself. I hear yeah, myself. Caller, turn down your radio. radio. Do you hear us now? Yeah, I do. Oh, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Uh, you've been trying to call forever and it wouldn't let me add you, but now it did. So uh, glad to have you finally. What's on your mind, Jeannie? Hello. Hi, Jeannie. I'm Jeannie. Um, I, I have so many things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I'm also the host of uh, Tyrion's Landing. Hello, Justin. Hello. Yeah, I've been on the show. Good to have you on. Um, first of all, I want to talk about uh, the kids just briefly. 
This show has been stellar with every single child actor they've cast. Mm -hmm. Every single one from Rickon to Liana to all of the star kids. It's been, it's. And I would even say, and you're going to hear my echo people at home, sorry, but my, I would even say these little kids that are acting as that maesters, little spiders or whatever, the little uh, assassination squad kids were awesome. Yeah, uh, actually, Jeannie, uh, uh, we're, we're going to need you to just make uh, make, make a statement and then uh, we're going to have to let you go because this echo is, is killing us. Oh, you're fine. Um, I, I was just going to say that um, kind of expanding on something you said this morning, Scott, I think the reason that one of the reasons that this show is so good this season, especially, is because we are on the downslope. We are in end game and everything's coming together. Yeah. All this build up for all this time, all these seasons, all these storylines, all these loose ends, all dangling out there with like a little connective, like like avatar blue people with their two hair things getting close to like going, now we can communicate and fly on the dragon. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever been this excited about TV. And here's the funny thing. Last season, I mean, I just always assume, oh, it's Game of Thrones. It's going to be great. We're going to watch it. Sweet. Love it. All right. Yeah. Cool. What else is on? But, I, but And it doesn't diminish it or make it anything like that. But there's something about season six. So here's my bold statement. Season, right. season six of Game of Thrones is the best season of television I can recall. Like full, complete season of however many episodes it may be. By far, my favorite season of anything I've seen. Now, before all you ask or, or Mr. Robot or whatever guys get mad at me, I haven't seen that yet. Okay? So that may be amazing, and I just don't know. But I've never seen a more cohesive, entertaining, energetic 10 episodes of anything in a row than I did this. You know, I I would, I would hesitate to say it is my favorite season, not to diminish it in any way, only to say that there was just so much of this season that was uh, – already wound up right yeah like they they had the benefit of just undoing all these kind of things that they had already tied so tightly um and and like so i i don't know whether or not to give the credit for that for how expertly they were wound or how expertly expertly they unwound them mm. um but all that being said uh, i i can't argue with you i mean it, it's just it's so 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 good. Here's a hypothetical for you. Do you think that, um, given this particular high watermark that the show has reached and has been reaching for five on years plus years, do you think there is any reason any other show feels like they can come in and do the fantasy thing and compete at all? Like, if, I feel like it's off putting. Oh no! No 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 no! Someone else should. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I, mean, I feel like it's really HBO's intimidating. HBO is going to try to do something as ambitious with Westworld, but that has been fraught with peril through its production. The, the The trailer they put out looked really, really good, and and I think that's certainly right up our alley. But being a like Western sci-fi series is is oh, very yeah. exciting. Very excited about that. But but the like since this show has had its popularity, you saw things crop up like Camelot came and went. Nobody nobody really was into it. It even had magic and stuff. And because it sucked. You want to know? I mean, sucked. there was there it was a, a great series. Um, I think it was a Pillars of the Earth. Mm. I think it was a Showtime series that had Eddie Redmayne in it. Yeah. Uh, and Ian McShane. Yep. Um, that. that was uh, that was really really good. What was the one called? Do you remember the Ian McShane thing that was on NBC for a while called Kings? And it was like, what if, 
What if there was never, uh, you know, the colonists never rebelled, uh, monarchy reigned forever, and here we are in a modern world context now, and there are still kings? Yeah, we'd probably be uh, uh, Brexiting. It was it was really good, though. It was a really great show, and it lasted like 12 episodes, and they canned it. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think that there's plenty, 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 plenty you can do in the fantasy genre. I hope Game of Thrones emboldens people to do it uh, and not discourages. Let me ask you one question as right. we begin to wrap up here. All right. Who is Jon Snow's mom? <laughs> yeah, because they didn't answer that. Well, no, we no, didn't. No, 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 They answered that. No, it's, it's, that. it's what's his name? Sister. That is Lyanna Stark. Right. Right? Yeah. Who is Jon Snow's dad? Oh. All right. Uh, Boy, that's funny that it didn't even come into my head until you asked it. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, sweet, doesn't matter. Ned's going to take care of him. In fact, I was so caught up in the Ned is now... Um, released from the, the long-held prison that he was... Yeah, in. no, I, I, to steal another bit from After the Throne so, to get all Maury Povich, Ned Stark, you are not the father. <laughs> but not only that, like, he kept a lie going to protect everybody. Um, now, listen... And, and he's a noble dude. He's as noble as we all thought he was is what I'm getting at. And that's good once in a while on the show, you know? Absolutely. And it's funny that we see that 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 revelation of parentage uh, as everybody is crowning him king of the north because he has Ned Stark's blood in him, which he does have Stark blood. He does not have Ned Stark's blood. Correct. Here is the question: because you cannot visit a Goodreads forum without the prince that was promised theories popping up, and uh, Leanna plus Rhaegar equals John uh, theories as well. Yeah. However. They played a little coy in this episode. They had the audio drop out. And so while Rhaegar oh, taking yeah. uh, Lyanna is the inciting incident of Robert's Rebellion. Uh, oh, wait, apparently. Wait, did they say it in the in the captions? People are saying that. Uh, oh, did they? No, no, that's got to be a goof then. Because because they purposely that audio was that way. I mean, that was a that was a trick to make us listen carefully and not hear the whole thing. So here's I guess here's just my point. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, people are saying that they, they, they did not uh, say it in the captions. OK, you said right. don't let Robert know. Yes. Why? Yes, it could be Rhaegar. Yes, that there is plenty of evidence specifically in the books to say that uh, the, the relationship between Le uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna was something that was far more romantic than the kidnapping and raping that Robert made it out to be. Yeah. However, there is, it is interesting to me that they didn't just reveal that. And I am curious to other alternate theories, including that he, after all this, is still indeed the bastard son of uh, the Mad King Targaryen, oh. Rhaegar's father. And, and, and Rhaegar was stealing Lyanna for his father and not for himself. Well, he's still, but he still has Stark blood. He's still He would still have Targaryen birth. blood. He would still have Stark blood. Now, he would have, if he were legitimized as a Targaryen, yeah. as a <laughs> half, has anyone uh, tried to burn him? That's all I'm asking. Has anyone tried to like poke him with a hot burning stick? And is he? Did it hurt? Uh, <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The whole like like Targaryens are immune to fire thing is different between the books and the and the series. I guess here's all I'm saying: if he's Rhaegar's son, then 
he does if we're going to legitimize the Targaryen line, he has less of a claim than Daenerys. Right. If he is the son of the Mad King, yeah. even the bastard son, yeah. he has a better claim. Yeah, that's true. Um, see, I, it's got to be something like that. The Targaryen thing has to be a thing, because what's going to happen? They're going to come to King's Landing. They're going to take it. Well, I mean, but also the other the other point of this episode is like, you know, the rules don't matter anymore. Chuck off your pants. Like, you oh, know, uh, Cersei's the queen. John's the king of the north. Whatever. It's just what we want. We live how we do. Is it gonna, uh, does it ever make you 20. does it ever make you mad that every like everybody we, we get all this backstory on the on uh, Marjorie and, and grandma talking to her all the time and the brother and his, the the night of flowers or whatever the hell and now he's trapped in the dungeon and all this stuff you get all this backstory for season upon season book upon book yeah. and then in one fell swoop <laughs> green fire see you, everybody you're out does it ever bug you? i'm not saying it should and, and it doesn't bother me but does it bug you that you had any kind of investment in those people and i realize as i say this it's like you could ask this about any major death in the, in the i mean uh, it's just it's a show that set up ned stark as the hero of the story and then chopped his head off right mm -hmm. like so for Game of Thrones, it's almost expected. Yeah. Here's all I want to know. What was Marjorie's big plan when she's doodling roses on pieces of paper and giving it to her grandma? Like, you know, but her big plan was just to get uh, uh, get homeboy back to Highgarden. Get grandma out. Get, get, get grandma out. Crank, cranky grandma out, get, who I, I guess is the only one left, right? Because the dad's gone now or her son. Dan, yeah. The, uh, the uh, son, Mace Tyrell is gone. Yeah. Marjorie Tyrell is gone. Uh, uh, that's what's it. But the night of flowers is gone. Yeah, who you got left? Nobody. Um, yeah, it's just the queen of thorns. Yeah, so Loris, Loris Tyrell, the night of flowers. So now you got the Dorn people and their little agreement and whatever. We'll see. So how that yeah, goes. which by the way, I mean that's especially in terms of the history of that universe is is very uh, uh, impactful. And now the big coalition. So let's let's reassess. Who's on this playing field? All right. Yeah, this is a good I way have, to end this. I like this. Okay, what do you got? You have the Lannisters that are spread between King's Landing and the Riverlands. Yep. Uh, we, we can assume that they still hold uh, River Run. Right. Right? But meanwhile, the, the Brothers Without Banners are out there. It's just like, it's a, not a place that they want to hold, which is why they keep going to other people to hold it for them. Uh, Cersei has effectively burned all of their bridges with literally everybody else around them and has assumed power by herself. Yep. Uh, in the north, you have a possibly united front in the north, but they are more interested in uh, fighting the Night King than they are going south. Geographically, where's the Hound right now? Do you know? The Hound would be with the Brothers Without Banners in the Riverlands, which is about halfway okay. between the north and... Uh, beginning to head south into the rest of the Westeros. Okay. Uh, and meanwhile, you have out to sea, presumably, mm -hmm. both the uh, rebuilt Iron Fleet of Euron Greyjoy, yeah. the duly elected leader of the Iron Islands, yeah. and the collective fleet coming from Marine of uh, Dorne, Highgarden, the Slavers Armada and Dothrak and the best of the old Iron Fleet. Right. But Dothraki dudes are in there too, right? The Dothraki dudes are. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got the Dothraki horde. They've got everybody basically over there. 
Every well, I mean, that's so basically them running up on King's Landing seems like kind of a slam dunk at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and three dragons. <laughs> and three dragons. Three dragons that seem to find no opposition no matter what How they do. How funny would it be if Varys just literally got off the boat and just had his one big dramatic entrance and he's like, blood and fire. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, back on the boat. Here we go, everybody. Come on. Uh, he just literally went six six weeks on the boat, and yeah. he's like practicing it in the mirror, like blood and fire. Yeah, uh, I love blood him. Blood and fire. Blood I love him. And fire. There's also an interesting uh, uh, color theme going on here, which I think the filmmakers have made real sure to do all season and most of the series, to be honest. But everybody coming from uh, Daenerys' side of the of the world are all brightly lit and in the sun all the time, and blonde and white and clean and blah blah blah. Right? Everybody on Jon Snow's side is dark blue hues and cold colors, which partly is because they're in the north, but also they have really set that up. If you do a shot-by-shot -shot comparison of their two heroic moments in this episode, one on the ship heading uh, west and him and his keep being called King of the North again, yeah. it's like the most well, he, contrast. He's being called King of the North for the first time. He's just the second Stark to do so. Right, that's a good point. But the, but this this contrast of colors is really interesting to me. It probably means something other than just thematic, it's cold up here and not over there. Yeah, but I'm I'm really into whatever that is. Like, I don't have any predictions about any of that stuff. I don't know where these guys end up. I mean, I know they're going to come over and make some more and do some stuff. But where when does a Stark and a Targaryen meet? When does uh, Littlefinger play his final card? Whatever that card is like, I mean, presumably uh, a Stark and Targaryen met. And that's why we have Jon Snow. <laughs> what happens when a Stark and a Targaryen meet? You know, get in the so. back of a thing. All right. Uh, I think we've we've done it. We've done what we came here to do. And um, I've never been so excited about anything ever. Let's. Uh, all right. Let's clean up some non Game of Thrones business. Yeah. We made a bet. Yeah. As we normally do. Yeah. I lost. Last week. I lost the bet. Uh, we took the over under yeah. on Independence Day 2. Yeah. 55 was the over-under. You went over for some bizarre reason. I thought it would stay in the 50s, but not much. I wasn't going to go you lower. You were super than excited when it first came in at like 52. Yeah, it was. I you thought were, it was like, going to grow. You were talking all kinds of booty chatter jive to me on Twitter. <laughs> and next thing you know, where did it end up, Scott? Right here. <laughs> right there, square in the pig. So uh, it ended up at 34 currently. Um, that's enough because we've had the release and there is no more time for my number to grow. So I have to do something stupid on Instagram like you did last time when I won this fight. Yeah. So are you going to tell me now what you want that to be or do you want to? No, I, I, I just want if somebody can just send me a crude Photoshop of Ari's <laughs> in a cigarette boat, I would be very excited and I will just send it right to Scott to put it on his Instagram Okay, in a heartbeat. I would do that. So please on at. Justin R. Young on Twitter. I just want, and it doesn't have to be good. In fact, the worse it is, the better. Of Varys in a cigarette boat, just going really fast on the waves. I, I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, okay. Well, I think that's going to do it. Everybody, thank you so much for your mighty participation today. You guys were really passionate. I was worried we wouldn't see anybody because a lot of people hadn't seen it and didn't want to get spoiled, but I guess enough of you saw it that, hot damn, it was worth it. Uh, we've already done plugs. What is there? Frogpants.com. Just go there. Do that. Uh, yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, also let's, let's just go ahead. You're not going to get away from it. Just one last time. We got to play our amazing guys. We worked so hard on this. <laughs> uh, 
on this bumper. You gotta. We put so much time and effort into it. We gotta give it one more spin. Scott. All right, one more here. Watch the throne. Watch. Here's the theme song. One song. One song only. <laughs> How many, like 40 months until I have to do that again or something? How long? I don't know. Maybe we'll just have little periodic. Whenever there's Game <laughs> of Thrones news, we'll have to play that song. It's like, oh, oh, and one final thing. The Onion Knight. I uh, was oh, Davos, yeah. utterly transfixed by his performance this week. That guy deserves something. I don't know how you give it to him with a cast this big. Mom, the oh, Onion Knight. Gosh, the Onion Knight. He's Dump. so freaking oh, great. Dump. I'm missing most of my fingers. I'm missing I have a lot of onions. <laughs> He's so good. Soup is French onion soup. He's so freaking good. I love that guy. All right. We're out of here. Thank you all for joining us. Be back here next Monday live 3 p.m. Mountain. That's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern for Hotline Monday at frogpants.com slash live. That's the website. That's where we do it. It's also up on the podcast feed at frogpants.com slash hotline Monday. Hotline Monday uh, at gmail.com is our email address. Keep that number handy. 801-895-4724. Justin, that's it. Any final that's words? It. Uh, I miss you. I miss you, Game of Thrones. Already, oh, I love you. I Bye. love you, Game of Thrones. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>